<laughs> this week, three sides of the coin. We're joined by Alan, who's back here with his new book, Kiss on Tour. Show it, Mark. Kiss on Tour. Oh, 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 here we go. Here we go. Look at that. Yeah, we're our timing is great here. Cues are yeah. way up there. Kiss on Tour, 1974 to 1983. Alan shares the stories about putting this together, getting it out, and what he's got coming down the road. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Uh, It's it's Mark. He ruins everything. That's why we love him on this show. Hey, everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. You've got Three Sides of the Coin. Uh, No Lisa this week, but, you know, thank you so much for Lisa holding down the fort and running this ship for the last three weeks while I was gone. Yeah. 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 So, you know, she can crack a whip. Right, Mark? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before we get into this week's show, I just want to personally say thank you to everybody who reached out, gave me their condolences, their messages, private messages, emails, comments. Um, So touched. I mean, I, I wish I could reply to every one of you personally, but I was just overwhelmed by how many how many KISS fans three listeners reached out to me on the, um, the passing of my dad. Um, but, uh, I'm back. So now we'll probably lose a whole bunch of listeners because Get that band hammer out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mike's back and Lisa's gone. And now everybody's like, well, this show sucks. Now we suck. From day one. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, thank you so much for everybody who reached out. It meant a lot to me. Um, Tommy, a little birdie told me you're prepared this week. No way. I'm totally prepared. <laughs> I'm totally prepared. I like Mark. No way. <laughs> so this is for episode 447. It says Mark and Lisa, their favorite kiss audio and video. I don't know what that means. Uh, I haven't watched it. So you're you know. a smart man. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't watch <laughs> our shows either. Um, first one, Stephen Jones. Uh, thanks, Mark. Now I have the Osmonds one bad apple stuck in my old noggin. Also, a seventy, a child of the seventies. There's definitely could be worse songs stuck in there. Also, great show today, dynamic duo. Oh, I, thank you. How can you not love the Osmonds? You know. Oh, no, um, no. Crazy horses. <laughs> this one's great. Burnt v- virtue, Mark, the perpetual one-upper. Nice. <laughs> You, Mark, Mark, can, can, can you explain that comment? Because I didn't watch the show Tom yet. So what does he mean by your one-upping? What'd you one-up in that last week's show? Couldn't tell you. We just <laughs> ripped the whole time. I just think it's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> well, and, and Michael um, Katsalos brought up a really interesting comment. It just dawned on me when you mentioned the Seattle scene, all of the lead singers from the big four, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, and Stone Temple Pilots have passed away. Hmm. I never quite thought of that. You know why? Hey, there's a book for Gene to write there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You see, I think that's it. 
All right. Yeah. Well, before we get to this week's guest, let's mention real quickly, Aces Tour supporting Alice Cooper is underway. I will be there this Saturday. Seeing, oh, really? Seeing Ace Frilly this Saturday. Looking forward and looking forward to seeing Philly and, you know, Ryan and all my friends and everything. So hopefully now, you get a chance to see them. I, you know, as we've always said, go out and please support Ace. But yep. I do have to say, personally, I saw the set list. What the hell? I mean, it's, he's not doing any basically solo material. It's all kiss tunes and cover tunes. Well, hold on a second. You know what? You and I had exchanged a couple IMs about that. And at first, you know what? I, I kind of felt the way you did. And then, honest to God, I had a change of heart. I'm like, this is Ace's opening set. He's going to make a whole lot of fans real happy who just came there to rock and roll, if you know what I mean. Because the audience is going to eat that set list up. But I and, and I was thinking that, but that still doesn't answer why he's doing like Led Zeppelin, Mountain, Jimi Hendrix. When it was the, the cast, last record he had out. Yeah, but... Please, the only people who bought his last record are diehards like us. Yeah, but Mike, be Mike, they're they're gonna they're gonna know you know the Hendrix tune. They're gonna know this. Yeah, album. but wouldn't okay? But to that point, wouldn't they rather than go? Well, give me three more Kiss tunes that I know because it's Ace Frehley of Kiss that I'm gonna go see. I've spent a lot of time reflecting this, all of about I don't know maybe. 60 seconds, maybe two minutes. To say, how much time can you reflect on this? <laughs> but, but serious, I said to myself, you know what? Yeah, would I like to hear Shot Full of Rock? Sure. But there's going to be most people in that audience are Alice Cooper okay. fans. And, and hold on. And just classic rock fans. Okay, but they're gonna, how they're about gonna, rock soldiers then? It's Rip it out. It, hold on, Michael. I believe that was one of the songs they sang. I'm like, no rock soldiers. Remember when we yep, were talking about yep. that? Because that was part of the 60 seconds. <laughs> and, 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 but I was like going, you know what, though? They'd rather hear Detroit Roxy. Me, I'd rather hear Aces solo stuff. But I got to keep remembering I'm a geek. This isn't about me. This is his opening set. This is to put the most smiles, you know, in the seats. That's what this is about. And from what I'm hearing, Ace is knocking him dead, man. So Oh no, I, I I'm hearing the show is great. I'm just I don't know. I'm I'm I felt like you're going I'm I'm just going, all right, you know, if they wanted to hear some rocking tunes, okay, Ace, you've done it before. Play Love Gun instead of Mountain. I mean, they know you're in Kiss, so they'd probably rather hear Ace Fraley play a Kiss tune than Mountain. But the the funniest part of this whole thing is somewhere I made this comment. I don't know, it was on Ultimate Classic Rock, where I basically said, look, if I want Kiss tunes, I go see Kiss. If I go see Ace, I want to hear Ace tunes. And somebody goes, dude, over half the songs in that set list he wrote. And I was just like, okay, wait a second. There's 13 songs in that set list, and five of them are Kiss tunes that he didn't write, and four and three of them are, four of them are cover tunes. So I don't know how you get he co-wrote half of a 13-song set list. Because let's be honest, even though he does New York Groove, we know he didn't write New York Groove. That's correct. He, it's right. 100% cover. Not going to yeah, run it, but I really, I really dig the opener. 
not going to ruin it just from what I saw on the set. Okay. I, I, it's a song I've always loved and I'm just glad. I mean, it's not that Ace hasn't played it a billion times, but I just, that's a cool place for it in the set, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, but please, at the end of the day, go support Ace. You want Ace to continue touring, continue releasing music, you got to support them and show them that there's a fan base out there that freaking cares. Buy an Ace t-shirt. Whatever you want to do, buy a t-shirt, do buy autograph flat. I don't care. Just do something to show you support him. And we're going to see him down in Florida too. We are. We are. Um, I also want to mention one other thing. I just uh, got done photographing the weekend at Buck Hill, which is a local ski resort here in Minneapolis, south of Minneapolis. And they had a two night festival. Uh, first night was Rick Springfield. Second night was Vince Neal. And so for those of you uh, that are Motley Crue fans, um, give Vince a shot. Go see him. He's much improved. Uh, I thought the show was great. It was short. And I kind of expected that going in, but the band sounds great as well, always. And Zoltan's worth the price of admission. Oh, he's great. Oh, he's amazing. But Vince, Vince was singing much better. And um, if you're a crew fan, rather than just listen to all the trolls online, go there and and check it out for yourself and and decide for yourself because everyone seemed to have fun. Cool. Yeah. Vince Um, Vince reminds me of back when I was in high school, when we'd go see Van Halen. No one ever went, gee, David Lee Roth sounded like Pavarotti tonight. It had nothing to do with that. It was about rocking out and having a ball. I don't know what happened to us rock fans. Since when do, I mean, don't get me wrong. You don't, you don't, you don't want to hear the guy like not be. Us rock fans aren't the problem. You know, it's the trolls just like, you know, in any type of forum. That's that's where the problem is. Everyone that has a keyboard and a, a video screen now seems to think that they can make a comment. They, say whatever they, they, they can sing and perform better than Vince Neil. Oh, and, and guys, real quick, I went to see Judas Priest two nights ago. Phenomenal show. But guess what? Guess who's using some backing tracks on their vocals? That's all I'm going to say. You know what I mean? Didn't ruin anything. Okay. Didn't ruin everything, anything. And I don't want to be that guy, but you know what? A song, you know what? I'm not going to ruin it for him, but if you know the songs, there are certain vocal parts. And when you hear one, you know what I mean? And and again, I go back to what, what Daltrey said in his book. I go out and sing every night. The guy at the soundboard decides if I need a little bit of help. So nothing wrong with it. Mark, I wonder if if the people who have ripped on Paul for his vocals will now rip on Judas Priest for vocals, or is Judas Priest still okay? Well, I, my, the only point I'm trying to point out is, guys, I'm just happy to go to a rock show. I'm have, have a good time. That's at the end yeah, of the Yeah, exactly. It, That's what all, this is fucking all about. Yep. And put it this way. When we were kids... Our idols, you know, Paul Stanley and, and Rob Halford and Vince Neil and Alice Cooper, they didn't need the help. But now when you're 60, 70 years old, you may need a little help to make it sound that much better. And you know who's the recipient of that extra care to do that? We are. Yeah. We walk out of that show smiling, having a great time. It was worth it, in my opinion. I don't want to walk out of a show going, fuck, he sounded terrible. 
and, and keep in mind when, when they do when they do these embellishments it's not for the whole song it's like for a line you know what i mean that's what that's the whole thing i don't get about all this you know what i mean yeah. it's it's in this whole thing of you know like triggers with drums jesus christ i don't want to get in that conversation now but the same thing with having to play to a click guys it's an orchestrated show the the bombs and the lights have to go off to a certain metronome if you will still playing <laughs> you know what i mean it, and trust me that's a fucking skill <laughs> to you know there's there's just so much stuff i see online i'm like you don't get it, man. You, you just don't get how entertainment, how high tech entertainment is. I, wa- I wonder, wonder what they would say if that wasn't happening and the drummer hits the snare and three seconds later, the pyro goes off because the timing wasn't right. Correct. They'd Correct. be sitting here going, fuck, bunch of idiots. They can't even make the pyro go off on cue. <laughs> uh, again, like I said, I, I, and I don't want to sound like a snooty musician or so you realize the talent and the precision to do what Judas Priest does and, you know, kiss and everybody on down does guy. It, 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 it look, it's, it's a very wizard of Oz, a bit wizard of Oz ish. I don't back there. There is a guy you yeah. know, behind the curtain. There's a lot of guys behind the curtain, making sure that show goes off. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with it. If you just want it like live raw, go down to the local bar. See, and and I mean that sincerely, really. That's that's go do that when you're going to see these big productions with multiple lights and the fog and the and the you know the the moving logo, guys. That that if you think all that's spontaneous, you're you're fooling yourself. It's yep. not. It's all programmed into a computer. Sure, it is, and there's nothing wrong with it. You're there. At the, yeah, because at the guess what? At the end of the night, I'm leaving with a smile on my face because it was an amazing show. I guess it works. I mean, yeah. that, that's what it comes down to. There's a far cry between that and all the drums, all the bass, all. I mean, if it was just like Millie Vanilli. You know, yeah, it's this isn't Millie Vanilli. This is oh, this 10 second part of the third song needs an embellishment. You know what I mean? That that's what this is. You're getting a live show. Yeah. You're just getting a little technical help. And again, I don't want to hear anybody bitch about Paul Stanley if you're not bitching about you know Rob Halford or any of these other greats. Let me tell you, greats, guys. Yep. Again, your voice. You're you know 70 years old. It's a muscle. Yes. Yes. Nothing wrong yep. with it, man. Um, all right. Anything else we need to mention real briefly before we get into this week's guest? I don't think so. All right. So back for his, I think it's third appearance. I think it is his third. We've got a book author. It's not the author you were hoping. It's a better author. A much better author. Much better author. Kiss on Tour, 1974 to 1983. Alan's back to take us through this incredible brand new book that he's just released. And I'm not opening up the pages for you to we're see. Not, we're not going to show for you the reason. photos. For a reason. Yeah. We talk about that later in the interview. Um, no. Alan talks to us all about putting this book together. 
photos he found, some of the photographers he worked with, um, even drops a hint at the very end about something that sounds pretty cool coming in the future. So let it roll. We'll see you at the end. Kiss on tour, 1974 to 1983. Want to get your official three sides of the coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Good afternoon, Three Sides listeners. Today we have a very special guest returning for, I believe, a third time, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Alan Belicha. If, is that correct? That's good. All right. Uh, he has just put out yet another incredible KISS book. He is not the guy who will probably end up in prison. So let's welcome Alan. Alan, this is like your third book in the last five years you've been on this show promoting it's the fifth but who's counting <laughs> <laughs> well welcome back alan thank you um and you uh, me today. yes mark hold up the book once again kiss on tour 1973 1974 to 1983 um fascinating book I got, I'd gotten my copy just before I had to leave three weeks, four weeks ago. So I finally went page through it today. Um, it's like a tour scrapbook. It really is. I mean, it's got that scrapbook feel to it. So what was the inspiration for this one? I mean, you know, your past books seem to have been more inspired by, you know, Kiss in Japan. This is not just kiss in japan touring this is kiss touring everywhere from 74 to 83 yes that's correct um the previous book the first one was the story of kiss in japan from the beginning till the end of the road i had a, made a special uh issue on 77 tour i made one on the 78 tour i did one on the shinko music archives it was called originals plus one so I thought I had covered Japan pretty much by then. And I thought, well, why not you know, expand to the, the rest of the world and, and look at the, the first uh, 10 years of Kiss on Tour. And my idea was really um, recreating in a way what, what would uh, 10 tour books in one look like. And so, of course, we know that the first Kiss tour book was in 76. So I kind of recreated a one from, for 74, 75 and sort of put all the 10 years, the 10 tours of KISS from 74 to 83 into one. That was the, the main, uh, the, the theme of, uh, of, of this, this book. Now, just to be clear, because I've seen a few comments and gotten a few questions on this. This is not just a book reprinting the actual tour books, people. The, this is, you're, you're, you gathered not. up all sorts of live photos and clippings and, all you know trivia and all sorts of other stuff and put together a book all about the touring from 74 to 83 so it is not if you think you're going to get a reproduction of tour books you're not this is 100 percent original 
one yes. of my favorite things about what Alan did was reprinting word for word some of the reviews. Yes. Um, I loved that part. And I liked the fact that Alan, you know, did them in a form where you could read them well. You didn't have to, need, you know, take a microscope, or a, you know, <laughs> to, to, to look over I'm the, uh, yeah, yeah to, to look over, you know, the script from the old newspapers. I, I liked how that was handled. I thought that that really, to me, really made the book pop, if you know what I mean. I thought that was really cool. So, so Alan, what was the challenge in acquiring all of the photos here? So, I mean, obviously you now had to acquire photos outside of the connections you had just in Japan. Yes, um, that, that's exactly right. The, the, the challenge was uh, finding a never before seen or never before published photos from all over the world. And uh, it was just really research, a lot of luck and connections to uh, get um, photos I had never seen before myself. And it was a real, real treat when I would, you know, when the, the treasure hunt led to to the treasure um it's it, it was the, it's always the most difficult part is securing finding photos being able to pay for them license them and then use them in in, in the book it took that that's what took the, the, the most time for the for for the creation of, uh, of this book yes can you um run through some of the photographers that you got photos from um well there is a well, there's a Bob Gruen that you may you may have heard of, of course. I know he was one of your um, yep. prestigious guests in uh, in previous uh, in the previous episode. I had the, the chance to uh, to be in contact with him for the previous book, Kiss in Japan, of course, because he is the man who took so many great photos with Kiss in Japan. But he has tons of photos never before seen from seven, even from seventy three. Um, there is one photo from nineteen seventy three in the book. Um, I found another photographer who took photos um, from the 74-75 shows by you know, re internet research, as simple as that. I had a great contact, of course, at Shinko Music. Shinko Music had a huge archive, not just for Japan. They had a photographer in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, from 75-76, so he had a lot of photos um, that have never been seen before. I was extremely fortunate and lucky to get uh, a look at the archives of uh, a lot of the, sh of the shots that were never published by Shinko Music. Um, friends uh, who put me in contact with newspapers in Brazil, friends who took photos in Europe for the Lick It Up tour, uh, in Germany, uh, from really contributions um, from from all over the world to uh, to get uh, a great compilation of of kiss photos. Were were all the photographers professional photographers, concert photographers, or is there a mixture of some amateur fans that just happen to have a lot of good photos as well? Yes, uh, I would say the majority are professional photographers, and I had contributions from uh, from a few uh, Kiss fans who had uh, were fortunate enough to have uh, great photos. Um, one of Mark's friends, for example, he he he's not a professional photographer, but he had fantastic photos of the Creatures of the Night tour, 
uh, Mark kindly put me in contact with him to uh, to get uh, those photos out and, and published. So I would say it's maybe 90% professional, 10% fan contributions. Now, one of the cool things that I love about your book and any book that kind of takes this scrapbooking style is you got these great photos, but then on that same page, the background is just littered with ads and 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 reviews and tidbits and little scrapbook imagery. How much work did it take to go through and find all of that surrounding material? Um, I had the, the help of uh, a lot of KISS fans, collectors, and I was, I thought that there were some quotes and some tidbits that are, that illustrate a almost as great as a photo sometimes. What Gene says in 74, what Paul says in 79, they're short sentences, but they, they mean and they convey so much regarding their point of view and how they are feeling at that time. And there's, there's a fantastic one that I absolutely love finding. And it's from Gene in 1983. It's at the end of the Creatures of the Night tour. And I'm going to read it because I don't want us to, I just want to say that that shows what, who Gene Simmons is. He says, you know, we used to play stadiums. Now, with a lot of complications, the group is not anywhere near as big as it used to be. But that's okay. It's still the best band in the world. And they'll come back to see us again. And that's from Gene Simmons, March 20th, 1983, at the end of the disastrous Creatures of the Night tour. But he is still going forward you know he said there and he's right they'll come back to see us again I, I, yeah I, you know as i scanned through it this morning that quote jumped out at me i i read that and i'm like first of all it's not the patting myself on the back everything's great self-promoting statement that we're used to from gene when we all sit here and go well gene your house is burning and he's like no the house is bigger than ever it was like a moment of honesty from Gene, which is a rare thing in in quotes from him. Yes, that, that's what I, I like. You said I think it stands out because he's lucid. He understands there are a lot of plot problems, but he also knows we're still great, and they'll come back to see us again. And he was, of course, a hundred percent, hundred percent right. Years, yeah, yeah. But he was. That's he the how he conveys that and this it that the essence of what he's saying is so true and is so uh, depicts what what he's all about and I absolutely love that quote I was very I I had to put it in there to illustrate the the creatures of the night uh, tour I think it's a fantastic quote it, 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 think ahead, about Mark. something think about something too really put a microscope over that moment you know march of 1983 that had to be scary to, I mean, I, how do I say this? To Gene's ego. He, I mean, because he, he's a very brilliant man. Looking around and seeing the, you know, the Journeys and the Motley Crews and the Van Halens, you know, ACDC. I mean, the reason I, I bring bands that, you know, he helped, you know, um, promote. Now overtaking, not just overtaking his band, but literally walloping 
his band in both popularity, ticket sales, album sales. But he, he had the, you know, the, 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 the gumption to go, you know what, we're going to be back and bigger than ever. And, uh, you know, it took a while, but uh, his perseverance, which is an inspiration, I think, to all of us in the KISS Army, his perseverance, you know, led the way. And, uh, you know, I mean, here we are now in 2021 celebrating, uh, you know, the, the end of the road tour. So I, you're absolutely right, Alan. That quote is so, it was timely then and it's timely now. I, I found that quote interesting because, I'm sure you all get this, but you know, especially when you're talking to younger fans about the Creatures of the Night era, they're like, oh, it's the one of their best albums. That tour was the coolest album. Oh, that was a great era for them. And, you know, as as Mark and all of us love to say, well, if you were there, it wasn't. I mean, the music was great and it was a great tour, but it wasn't a great era for them. It really wasn't. We if you were there, you knew they were in deep trouble and to hear Gene himself confirm that is sort of like, yeah, we, we, we saw this as well. If you were a fan who stuck with Kiss through the Creatures era, you knew this was not the superstar band they used to well, be. Well, that was one of the great things about what Alan put in the book. Alan, do you remember the quote from the Detroit News where the reviewer talks about a father bringing his four-year-old son eating an ice cream at the creatures of the night show and and that kind i remember at the time even reading that going what concert were you at you know what i mean because that may have been true back at the dynasty era but i remember that show quite different hell i was there and i raved about it on the show a million times that was my favorite kiss show ever of all time Creatures of the Night from February of 83. But the the reviewer went out of his way to make it sound like it was a little kitty show, and it wasn't. I mean, it was mostly your typical, you know, uh, 15 and up hard rock metal fans. I mean, that's the way I vividly remember it. I vividly remember that being on the floor. And, and to be honest, that was the same crowd that was going to see Ozzy and Van Halen. I mean, at least here in Detroit, the big heavy metal scene. But it's funny how when you go back and you see some of these reviewers, some of them were just happy to to beat a dead horse or to pile on a, you know, a negative thing. Because as we've said many times, and Michael, you were just inferring to, yeah, we loved Creatures when we got it. Yeah, we thought we saw kick-ass shows when we went. But that's not what it was in the magazines and out on the radio or, you know, we had to fight to be KISS fans. I mean, we had to show everybody that we had faith in our favorite band because it wasn't like that at all. KISS was, was especially Creatures was them ascending again. They were, I mean, they were, they were descending for the longest time. And then Creatures was a, a step up. You know, they, they, they put out music that the fans could be proud of. They put out music that was more in touch with you know who they are in a mission statement sort of thing and uh again that that was really the rock that they built their ascension back on as creatures you know mark i thought you were going to say i was at that show but i don't remember them serving ice cream (laughs) (laughs) yeah the what the that that journalist was i think trying to convey in in the full review was that kiss used to be the a sensation, an incredible band that 
everyone talked about a few years before. And 83, well, you bring your four-year-old kid, you buy him ice cream. Did they just become bland and well, just a, 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 a normal rock band? There's nothing exciting about them anymore. Yeah, I, th- I think to some extent, I, maybe he was getting to the, the trying to get the point across, which was clear by 83, Kiss was just seen as makeup. Kiss had lost the credibility, not amongst Kiss, well, some Kiss fans, but diehard Kiss fans, we didn't lose any, they didn't lose any credibility to us. But outside of us, outside of that ever diminishing Kiss army, there was no credibility for Kiss anymore as a musical artist. They had destroyed it with the elder unmasked and again i'm just talking in the u.s people i know unmasked internationally was received much better but unmasked was a dud in the u.s dynasty that barely went gold yeah time yeah now dynasty yes they had the tour and everything about that but that was the first sign of where did my band go you know we've all heard the countless stories of a lot of fans who said that's it dynasty that isn't the kiss I grew up with. I'm leaving them. By 83, Kiss was just that band wearing makeup now. And, you know, oh, hey, I'm a dad. I was a Kiss fan. I'm going to take my four-year-old. They're just a makeup band. It's a safe band, you know. I think, I think to some extent that's how I perceived that review because that's what we were all experiencing at that point in time. I mean, I know as a Kiss fan, you know, it was just countless arguments of they're more than just makeup. Listen to the Creatures of the Night album. It's not makeup. That's that's the problem here. It's they've got great music. And, you know, as we know, when they took the makeup off, you know, later that year. Everything changed dramatically for them. It was still a bit of a slow build up through Lick It Up. But all of a sudden. They were a credible band again, and they could be taken seriously just because the makeup was gone. So, Alan, why don't you talk us through how you how do you put together a book like this and get it out and and do it without ruffling feathers and i'm assuming it's not an official kiss book but does kiss was kiss aware of this did they give you a a a blessing so to speak yes um so if you want to go through the timeline yes um end of march end of march of this year i sent an email to uh the licensing company uh, Epic Rights, because I was interested in, in making it uh, an officially licensed book. Um, it was not easy. Um, I had to wait about two months to get um, sorry, no. It, 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 it's a bit complicated, but we were, dis- we were negotiating and I was agreeing to their terms. And all of a sudden, for some external reasons, they said, we, we, we can do it. And I was already two months working on, on, on the book by that time. So I was very frustrated that even though we were we had started talking and I had give, given them my pitch, eventually it became a no. So I reached out to management directly. Um, so 
um, lawyer and Doc uh, McGee. And after about two weeks or so, they said approved. Okay, so it's not not not, not not approved as an official product, but approved that you can go ahead and do this. Yes, unofficially. Yeah. That's right. So it's not it's not licensed. It's not a licensed Kiss product, but they do not object, and they they were okay with my with my idea of uh, of creating the book. So that was about, I guess, mid June that I got the the okay um, that we they approved that it's you go ahead. But that we're not helping you in any way. You have to buy your, you have to pay for the photos. You have to do everything. But we do not object to the creation of the book. So I had already about two months of work doing that. Um, you know, design, basic design and layout, negotiating with photographers, looking for photos, uh, writing the text, finding the, 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 the quotes, finding the, the materials, um, reaching out to, to friends and, and fans for, for memorabilia and ephemera. And so, so May, I was April, May was writing the content, coming up with the concept and um, reaching out and creating contacts and, and discussion and negotiations for photos. June and July was really put every, putting everything together, the, uh, getting the, the photos, paying for the photos, uh, editing the photos, placing the photos. And August was really wrapping up. And I, I opened the, the, uh, the sales, I think it was mid-August. So April, May, June, July were four intensive months of creating the, the book as you, as you see it. If, if this had been an official KISS book, was yes. there anything that you were planning to do differently in the mm -hmm. book if it would have been approved? If it had been uh, licensed, I would have had a half-page big Kiss logo on the cover. That was okay. the, uh, <laughs> That was basically it. <laughs> that was basically it. Yes. That, and and I and I was trying to get uh, a couple of uh, of photos from the Kiss catalog would have been nice as well for the for the fee that they were asking. But really, when you want to have an officially licensed product, what you what you're after really is is, is the Kiss logo. Now. When they said you're approved to do this, but it won't be officially licensed, did they give you any, oh, by the way, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this? Could you shed some light on any of the, the restrictions they put on you? Uh, I, there are a few restrictions, but I don't think I'm at liberty to discuss them. Okay, fair um, enough. Um, but there, are, there are certain things, certain things that you, 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 you're not uh, to do, and I, I think it pretty common sense would, uh, would dictate. I, what, I, I, uh, I think it's pretty obvious. You can't put yeah. a giant kiss logo on the front of the book. <laughs> <laughs> that would be one of them. Yes. Yes. So uh, other than that, there, there aren't really too many restrictions when it's, when it's approved. If it's licensed, then you have to go through a lot of uh, red tape and, uh, you know, product uh, confirmation and send samples. It, it delays things significantly. Um, and it, I was told it was not an option at that time, again, for external reasons that due to the, the, the company, not, not particularly my, uh, my project. So I just had to, to find a way to, to, be, no, to, to let them know that I was doing it, that they did not object because I'm a fan. I don't want to upset them or, or you know, being a, have some false bravado and say, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, that's not my style. They, 
I wanted their their blessing in a way, and then I got it, and I was very so grateful for that. If, yeah. if if they hadn't given you their blessing, I'm assuming you wouldn't have done the book. No, I don't think I would have. I w- it would have been extremely frustrating because I had worked on it for for a couple of months, but at, at the end of the day, again, I'm a fan, and I and if it if it rubs them the wrong way, and I'm going to have problems with it or, or about it or for it, then it's just not worth it. I, I'm doing it because I love Kiss. I'm a fan. So if it becomes a, a burden and a, and, a, and a nightmare, then no, it's, it, it's just not worth it. Well, plus the unknown potential legal issues that could be out there in front of you if you released a book that they still didn't approve. Yes, that, that's exactly the nightmare I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But, yep. So you receive no cease and desist is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> are we going are we going there right now <laughs> we can go wherever you would like we, we can go wherever you like um Alan, well, wait a minute, but before we go any further though i just want to jump in and say can you from your perspective as someone who has published several books take the fact that you're a fan and that you want the blessing aside because i also agree Alan, I mean, you're a good guy. That's the right way to do it. But can you share with some people how, if you press forward, the legal entanglements you can find yourself in, you know, because there's other people who want to do these projects. And it seems like some of them will will take advice and, and do their research and others will not. And you try to tell some people that, look, a cease and desist isn't something that you just ignore because it doesn't go away so can you tell a little bit to the everyone listening what what you're avoiding um as simple as i can put it and i'm i'm no uh, intellectual property hot shot lawyer at all but yeah and my, we won't my, hold your feet to the fire <laughs> my main concern is not to have any any trouble uh doing something i love so I, I realize and I understand ceases and desist is simply a letter saying we don't like it, stop. And you can ignore it. But if, you, if, uh, if they decide they don't want to, they want to continue, you, you could get in, in real serious uh, trouble, even if, in your, even if you're right. Are you going to take on KISS lawyers? Really? I wouldn't. Even if I was wrong, even if, even if I was right. Who wants to be in a legal battle with uh, with with kiss lawyers about a kiss book? Just let it go if you don't if you can do it, or uh, if it, it's just so much better to uh, to to get the, the band's approval. It's it's their band, it's their image, and yes, I know the First Amendment, and you can you you can write a, a book about anything you want, but as a fan, you 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 really want to to do it. Uh, the nice way and you you can be confrontational and say well in, in my right and i do what i want but yeah they they can they can make it uh, very difficult for you and that's i'm i'm i don't like that uh, that angle or that approach so that's what i've always asked if they they object and if they were okay with it and i've been re- re- rejected a couple of times they said no sorry we can do we we you can do this time right now, but thank you for your uh, for your in, uh, interest and thank you for your offer. And I said, okay, then let's not do it. This one I was really excited about because I thought I could do a really good 
a really good book. And uh, based on the feedback, everyone has agreed. And I'm very grateful for that. Well, and you're doing a service to the fans by creating something that they may never create themselves. But I, I love your attitude and I love the way you go about doing business. Because at the end of the day, I think sometimes people are quick to forget this is still their band, their creation. They own all this. You can't just do whatever you want to do. I, I agree. Yes, you. I, I made this book because I, I love Kiss. You know, the, I've, I've selected great quotes. I've selected good reviews. It wasn't easy to find good reviews for, for creatures, but I found there were some, some, some journalists who got it. So, you know, Kiss is, uh, is solid. Kiss has good music. And, uh, and from, even from early on, you can't find good reviews. It's not a, a journalistic uh, essay or um, it's not a novel. I, I, I am biased. I love Kiss and I try to put as many positive reviews in there. Um, but yeah, of course, they had horrible, terrible reviews. It's, it, it, I'm not pretending to give a fair, balanced view of uh, what KISS was on tour based from this book. This, these are the best, great reviews and to, to celebrate the band because I, I, I love KISS and people who bought the book also love KISS. We know they had enemies. We know they had horrible reviews at times. But that, that was not the, uh, the purpose and the... the uh, the theme of the book really you know real quick going back to the cease and desist orders because uh, i have i got a I, cease I and desist get, i didn't get any no so no 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 yeah no no you know when mark mark brought him up i've i've never received anything from kiss but i did get a cease and desist order maybe 10 years ago from facebook because i had a url that had the word facebook in it and basically a cease and desist order could be looked at as this is your one and only get out of jail free card because it's going to cost you a lot more money if you ignore this. To your point, you're free to ignore any cease and desist order and you can go ahead and do whatever you want. But the odds are the next communication you will get is going to cost you some money in having to get a lawyer to do responses and everything else. Facebook sent me a cease and desist saying, hey, you're using, you've got a URL that you own. It's got our name in it. We are giving you 30 days to transfer that to us. No problems, no questions asked. It was my decision to sit here and go, well, am I going to fight this, ignore this, and deal with what comes down the road a month from now? Or, yeah, it's not going to cost me a penny. Here you go. Take your URL. We're all fine. I mean, that's what a cease and desist is sort of like. It's not a legal document per se. It's them expressing them, and I'm not saying this in reference to KISS, any company does this stuff. It's a company saying, we don't like what you're doing. We know what you're doing, and we're asking you to stop what you're doing right now. And the implication is, if you don't stop, that company will pay attention, and at some point, will escalate it to the next level. And that's what you want to avoid have happening because that can get very expensive. Yes, and also since we're well, we're, we, I think we all know what we're talking about. But <laughs> you, uh, you have a cease and desist 
all you want with your own money. If you get cease and desist with other people's money, I have a problem with that. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, Alan, did you do all of the design and layout of your book all on your own? Do you have a designer, a graphics person that you like to work with that helps? Because I mean, your 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 page layouts are, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say complicated, but they're more than just a page with a photo and a caption. You know, like I said, there's a lot of, it's a scrapbook. Stuff is laid out, intermixed, cropped. Did you do all that yourself? Yes, I did everything my, everything that by myself. I, I, it was my job for over a decade, creating material textbooks for, for, uh, for a company here. So I, I was, I'm very familiar with, uh, with the InDesign software. InDesign is the standard. So you know what you're doing then, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 was, I, was, I was the department head of, uh, of, the, of uh, a company that was creating books. So yeah, I, 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 knew everything, I know everything about making a book from conception to completion. You know, reading, thinking of the, of the, the project plan, the, the table of contents, writing, editing, um, making changes in InDesign myself, creating the InDesign layout grids, everything. I've, I've created books by myself before. So this one was fantastic because it was about KISS. So yeah, I, I, that's exactly right. I know what I'm doing and that goes a long way. So, so Alan, when you know what you're doing, how many pages a day could you complete? <laughs> Asking for a friend again. <laughs> What, Mark? It's an honest question. It's an honest question. Uh, And the honest answer is it, 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 there's no rule really because one, one page could take you four hours. One page can take you a day or two, depending on what you want to do and and how, how complicated, so to speak, it is, depending on the content. I, I, I remember. I think there was a spread, two, so two pages. I probably spent a, a whole day trying to put things together for, for various reasons. You want the right color, you want the font, you want that photo size. It, it's, there's no, there are no rules, really. But you don't uh, have kids or other obligations that, you know, mess things up. So that helps, too. I mean, you know, really. <laughs> I, I, I know... I know where I know where you're going with this. Um, oh I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a, a, an example or an analogy. Um, you can you, you we do we all have kids, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So sometimes sometimes you you cook for your kids, perhaps. So you 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 know you can cook for two or three people. You can make for a meatball pasta for three or four people now if you you go and and someone tells you well you have to make you have to cook for 50 or 100 people it's going to be a completely different thing you have no idea what you're doing and basically if you don't know what you're doing you're going to struggle you're going to waste time you're going to look completely lost imagine doing something you've never done before and you don't know where to start it's going to be a nightmare you you can try but you're going to fail repeatedly and not knowing where, where, where to go or who to ask or what to do. So it, 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 it will look bad. If you know what you're doing, it shows immediately. I think you all in your profession and your job, 
um, you see, if you see, if you see an amateur, you say, "Oh, wow, this guy's been on the job for a day or two. He has no idea what he's doing." You can tell because you have done it for for years, so you so know what. what you say uh, about a, well, so what do you say about a guy that's been on the job for six years <laughs> and still can't nail the wood together? Um, I would say mm. he has no idea what he's doing. Um, and well, that's the sad part is when you take money before you know what you're doing. I'm a contractor. I've been for 30 years. I, I don't go, I'll do your cement for a grand and then go, go buy a book one. Oh, fuck you mix cement. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Mark, Mark's not out there going, I'm going to build that skyscraper in downtown Detroit. I've never built a skyscraper, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. How hard can it be? I'm going to charge the guy buying it and all of his partners upfront money. And I'm just going to call it a, I don't know, GoFundMe campaign. There you go. Hey, Alan, I did want to ask you a couple of questions. Um, one, um, have you heard from Gene or Paul uh, directly about this book yet? Like, a, you know, if they've seen it. I'm now that it's done. Yeah. And, and, and also, can you, I mean, because we're Facebook friends too. I love the story about the, the, if you could elaborate on the story about, is it the girl at the post office? Oh yeah, I love oh, it. Could you share that story clip. with with, okay, with our what, show? So I have sent uh, I have sent copies to to management uh, as requested. Part of the deal, I, they, they received the samples. Have they been distributed yet? I don't know. Have uh, Gene and Paul seen it? I don't know. I hope they do. I hope they like it, and I hope they contact me for more uh, information. Um, <laughs> that being said. So yeah, the story about the clerk in the at the the, the the UPS store. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I there are some packages I have to send via UPS for the due to the the post postal restrictions, and they have to look. So I I have a I I send the books on on, on a mailer like this. You know, they had there's an inch of protection on each corner, and it opens like like this. So I have to go there with the package open. And so they, so to check, so they check the contents for overseas shipping. And um, I was there about a week ago or so. And one of the clerks, you know, she's, uh, she's a lady in her maybe mid early sixties, mid sixties. And she's, uh, she has to check the book and she opens the book and she looks like, you know, there's a book, there's like a photo book. And she said, so is it a photo book? I said, yes, it's a photo book. It's, a, it's about kiss. And she felt like I had just punched her. She's like, kiss? Oh my God, kiss? Oh, kiss. And she just lost for a minute in her thoughts. And I said, yes, kiss. Do, do, you, do you know kiss? And she said, oh my God, oh my God. And she tells me that she, had a, she, she lived in the, the countryside in Tochigi Prefecture. And, and she tells me that Everyone in high school was crazy about Kiss, that her boyfriend loved Kiss and everyone talked about Kiss. And, you know, that, that it takes two or three minutes to process the book. But she, she was literally shocked to hear and see Kiss after 40 years. It, 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 it was like I had, it, she had been knocked out inside and she just could not concentrate on just processing my, my, my package 
and she was reminiscing, oh, geez, oh my God, where did the time go? Oh my God, geez, so long ago, geez. And she was just absolutely taken back then to her high school days in, in the countryside talking about Kiss. And um, I just was so moved to see the, sh the impression, the shock that she had just, just with me just showing, oh yeah, it's a book, it's about Kiss. And she just taken back. It was like a time travel happening in front of my eyes. It's it was like, it's, very it's like, moving. It's like she had just seen a long lost friend from 40 years ago for the first time. Yes, everything came back to her in, in a flash. And I just want to add that I, I have a few uh, damaged copies of the book that were damaged in the, in the shipping from the printer. And someone suggested I give her a copy. And I'm yes. going to do just that. Yes. I'm going to do just that this week. If I see her again, I'll go with a copy and I, and I will give it to her. And I thought that was a great idea. And I want to thank the person who suggested that. You know, that, that, those, those stories like that are just amazing and they continue to illustrate how this crazy band has touched so many people around the world for decades and you know she may not be the biggest most diehard kiss fan but no, she obviously had some great memories of one period of her life where kiss was part of it and she told me, you know, I lived in the countryside and in the Japan, let me tell you, the Japanese countryside is the countryside. And she said that even, and she said to herself, you know, even in the countryside, kiss was everywhere. And I'm, I'm probably, and she probably meant in, in her high school among her friends, but just, yes, it just goes to show you that you know, like a spark just can reignite uh, a lot of memories. And, and, and I, I just love that story. I did too. I thought I was awesome. really happy you shared that. Um, Alan, so why, why did you include the Lick It Up tour? Because it seems to me it would make more sense to just do the makeup tours. And then, I don't know, another book. That's the non-makeup tours. I mean, or was it, were you trying to encapsulate a 10-year period? Or, I mean, again, why, why, why include Lick It Up when everything else was makeup? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, there, there are many reasons. And, and yes, I did, I, I was planning to do a, a second volume of non-makeup 8495. Um, which I thought would have been great, having two volumes and covering 20 years or so. Um, I, I stopped at 83. Well, 83, last time I checked, ends on December 31st. <laughs> so I was not going to you know, arbitrarily stop in June or July. Um, I understand the makeup era is the makeup era. But spoiler alert, I love Lick It Up. I'm a big fan of the album. And... Yeah, in 83, in 80, it's a huge moment in history. They take their makeup off. I mean, I remember when I, I just, I remember when they took the makeup off. I was in Belgium. I was living in, in Brussels. I was, what, 10, 11 years old. And I was a huge Kiss fan. And seeing Kiss in Belgium back then was so, it's like, it was like 
catching a UFO, you know, just it almost never happened. You could never see them on TV. And when my brother told me, oh, they're taking the makeup off, I was like, oh my God, I just couldn't wait to see them without a picture without makeup. And when, uh, when the album came out, I, I begged my mom to take me to the record store to get the album on that day. And I, I waited till she came back from work and I said, we have to go to the record store, Kisses Without Makeup. I, I want to buy the album. And she took me to the record store and I, I made a you know, beeline to the K section and I, and I got the album. And I still remember looking at the covers. I, oh my God, I looked at the cover for the longest time and, and bought the album. So I, I love Lick It Up. And yeah, they played in Europe for, in 83. They started the US tour at the end of 83, only a few dates. So I thought it, it, you know, it deserve uh, it deserved to be uh, acknowledged in in the ten years of Kiss after the, the Creatures of the Night tour. You have the Lick It Up tour. It's kind of the same, really, except it's same but different. That's a concept that I like to bring uh, throughout the the um, the book. It's same but different. It's exactly the same stage. It's almost the same songs, but there's a there's a little difference is that there's no no more makeup. But kiss kiss remains kiss. Alan, that's what that's why I really focused on, uh, you know, that creatures review because, um, the the creature show was February of eighty three. The lick it up show was February of eighty four, and a year later they actually sold more tickets for essentially the same thing and the review on that one totally different what changed they took makeup off it was still the aggressive hard rock you know coming through the pa and 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 coming from the stage performers the same thing I, you could make a strong argument like if you came from the from mars and came down here it would have went oh the creatures one would have been the more bombastic or the more you know the one that the reviewers would have liked more but again it was so cool to hate on kiss that here they they come back literally almost a year to the date and all of a sudden the freaking reviewers go oh my god look at this incredible band and their power and i'm like hey assholes, that, that's that's fucking all, you know that's all about that credibility that for whatever reason it came back once they took the makeup off but you're you're 100 right mark i mean same stage same effects on stage, nearly the same set list. You know, everything was almost identical year to year. And all of a sudden in Lick It Up, this is a kick-ass band. Well, this goes back to what I've said many times. If, you're, if, you're, if you don't like Kiss and you like hard rock, heavy metal, it's because you didn't listen to them. Because you could almost, again, take, take the concept of somebody coming from a neutral place and going, Oh, the one version that's supposedly better now, that looks like the sound check. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not the, the, the super bombastic one with the, you know, the dog and pony show and everything. Well, I, and I think that, that, go ahead, Tom. Well, I just, I didn't, sorry to interrupt. I just, I, I think part of it too is, is that music critics probably are somewhat the same, but they also feel, I feel like some of them have changed over the years because 
when Kiss came out in the 70s and into the 80s, a lot of these guys that were doing these reviews were brought up in the 50s and 60s. They were huge fans of Bob Dylan and and uh, the Yardbirds and all of that. And, and the only hard rock that they appreciated would be someone like Led Zeppelin for whatever reason. And they just couldn't look at it from uh, with an open mind. And so at least with the makeup gone, they could somewhat relate to what they were seeing. I think that there's too many of them that couldn't listen to the music. They could not look past the image. And therefore that was problematic for him. Why Alice Cooper somewhat got a pass, I don't know, because he had obviously some makeup and stage props and, and all of this sort of thing. But it just seems like that was part of the problem. We call it the Minnesota music disease here in Minneapolis. There's a group of people that really truly believe that if you're not uh, the replacement soul asylum, suicide commandos, Bob Dylan, or a few others, you suck. And no matter what you are. And I just think there's people who are elitists with music and they forget that it's like going to a burger joint. You're going to prefer one burger over another. You're not right or you're wrong. It's just what you enjoy. I agree. Also, when Alan was talking earlier in the conversation about Kiss's bad reviews, and this is one thing, because I like to remind the younger fans here, uh, you guys do realize like Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith just got horrible reviews. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. Matter of fact, uh, and I want to thank Julian. Uh, I, I, well, it's not uh, any people who know him know that he's doing that Aerosmith book. He was kind enough to send me one. You want to talk about a book full of bad reviews. Aerosmith just got slaughtered, you know, through most of the 70s with bad reviews or a, a large number of them were bad reviews. And I'm like, hmm, who does that sound like? The, they mirror Kiss in many ways that they're playing, you know, all these large arenas and, you know, have, uh, you know, top 40 records and singles. And, and, and like you said, Tommy, these geriatrics reviewing, they just didn't get it. You know what I mean? They, it, it, it wasn't for them. And I think a lot of times they looked at, especially in like Aerosmith, they looked at them and they called them, you know, Rolling Stones, second rate stones, you know, Jagger Richards ripoffs. And I think they looked at, at Gene and Paul and, and Peter Nace back then as, you know, Alice Cooper ripoffs or whatever. And it, they didn't, that's what I said. They didn't sit down and listen to it. Right. And, and again, like I said, you know, I'll beat that mantra into the ground. If you listen to Kiss, you'd know it's competent, fun, hard rock. And, you know, my wife's one of them. When I met Liz, she wasn't a Kiss fan. And she got, you know, started to be, well, it's a lot better than I, you know, would have given it credit for. Because you didn't listen to it. You know what I mean? That That's, again, you know, <laughs> give somebody Kiss Alive. This is, alive this is what it's all about. Even that one, right? I'd go with Kiss Alive. I Hold noticed on, also um, <laughs> that in, 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 some, in some reviews, that the, the, the disdain that the reviewers had for the crowd, as early as Love Gun and Alive, they, they dismissed that, oh, there are so many kids here. And that was also a recurrent theme, uh, not from Dynasty, even from Love Gun. You say, oh, these eight, 10 year olds, what are they doing at a, kiss, at a, at a rock concert? This, this, is, uh, this is wrong. So many kids, they're getting so excited, so crazy. What, what, what is that about? There's a lot of dismissive uh, comments about the, the Kiss Army uh, from Love Gun through Dynasty, of course, um, by, by those reviewers. 
Alan, you you mentioned briefly that you were thinking of doing a second book. Is that n- not going to happen? I got the feeling you kind of were not going to do it because I would love to see Kiss on tour through the eighties. I I would have loved to. It would have made it so much more sense uh, logistically to do two in one, two, two, two at the same time because of the shipping issues and, and, and all that and being able to negotiate a, a bigger, better deal for photo licensing. But the more photos you license, usually they give you a discount. So redoing it from scratch uh, for $84.95, even though I'm, I'm a KISS fan from beginning to end, there is, you have to be honest, less appeal for the, the non-makeup era, unfortunately. So from the, the numbers would, would be a bit more bit more different. But yeah, I I had I actually had about 70, 80 pages laid out, like the first version of, of the layout for, for, for that era. And it would it would have looked great, but it's 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 a for for many fans, also kisses his his makeup, and so I, I would it would have been much better to do to to do them at the same time to just if only for to save on shipping costs and and make it a bit easier on me logistically. Um, doing it as a standalone um, book, it would be it would be a, a, a challenge. I I learned to never say never. I never thought I would do five books when I started in 2015. But right now, you know, I'm still on the, from the Kiss on Tour fatigue. It's not the time to talk about another book. I was, so I was just going to, I was just going to ask you, so you haven't decided what the next book is going to be because we know you're going to do another book. I, I do have a couple of more books in me. I can tell you that. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's what I was going to say. You have, you have, you know, access to the, is it Chinko? Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, um, that's right. Archives. I mean, talking about Led Zeppelin and Queen and Runaways and, you know, even more Kiss. If you could almost make your own sort of music life, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it was, seriously, Alan, that would be a fascinating book. And there's also a lot of other bands who came there in the late 70s you know what i mean for the first time and you know really made an impact uh you know as well i had a real in-depth look at the shinko archives this time i was just blown away uh when they gathered all the kiss photos it was really a mountain of kiss photos that i went through and that's where i found all those exclusives and never before published I also had a quick peek at the other stuff they have. They, 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 literally, the uh, the um, the cabinets full of photos that they, they, they are still going through um, themselves to clean up, and and then I helped them clean up the Kiss archives um, this time. Um, so yeah, they, they have a lot of things. They, they're very big on Queen, of course. Um, but they. they I also had a quick look at the burn, the burn archives, and that's a lot, that's more heavy metal. There's just a lot to do, and I guess, you know, they, of course they're a publishing company, so they have their own uh, uh, titles to 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 work with. So yeah, they, they, there's a lot things that fans have have not seen yet. If if I could request a book, Alan, you know what I want? I want Deep Purple Japan. I think. Everything from the, you know, original, 
era with well i shouldn't say original era because fans are going to jump on the you know mark to ian gillen all the way through the the bowling tour and then the rainbow stuff that book would be incredible and i know that you know did you are did you happen to see any of the deep purple stuff yes i've seen i've seen some yeah yeah 72 the uh that made in japan uh, the, the days they were in japan for for that album you know august 72 at the Budokan and, and Osaka. Yeah, they, they, have, they have plenty of photos. I think they've, they've used, they use them from time to time. I, I think there was a Deep Purple special released a few years ago. Um, but I, would, I wouldn't have that expertise that you have never seen this photo before. I've never seen that photo before for Deep Purple well, well, as much as for Kiss. Yeah, but, but I'm, I, you know, I, like I said, all the way through the bowl, because there there's some great pictures of the bowling era where they're, 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 you know, they're at parties that uh, uh, Mr. Udo, you know, had. And, and there's just, just some incredible, you know, photos from that era with David Coverdale and, and Glenn Hughes. And, and yeah, I would, man, that would be, uh, and to have your sort of touch on that, that would just be really, really incredible to see. So that's my request. You could, you, you know, Alan, you could do an incredible book of like just live at Budokan and, through the decade all of the bands that made Budokan whether they made Budokan or Budokan made them that's a huge debate but I mean you've got you've got Kiss you've got Cheap Trick you've got Deep Purple I mean the list goes on and on of the incredible bands that put on incredible shows at Budokan that's true they're, they're- the, the Budokan was uh, in the 70s was the largest arena in Japan for concerts. It, it's not actually, it's not even a concert arena. It's a, it's a martial arts arena. But the first, of course, the first band is, of course, the Beatles that played yep. there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, if you, had, if you had a date at the Budokan, you, it meant that you, you, you were big. Even though some bands like Angel played to a half-empty Budokan, but um, it was really the uh, the, the, the name uh, that resonated uh, for the Japan show. It's 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 up there like Madison Square Garden is for the U.S. Definitely. Yes, Budokan is the venue well, you want to play in. in I was Japan. just saying, when when the bands were coming over, their bad company, Ted Nugent, Aerosmith. That's when they knew they were breaking it internationally. You know, when when they you know left the you know doing the touring in the united states so much so that i think J- japan was more special to them than europe aerosmith certainly um you know i mean japan was a, a bigger deal they were in music life all the time ted nugent same thing i got a great bootleg from his time uh, in 78 it did the budokan i mean there's just all these great american and and just hard rock like you said you know another band i don't, I don't think they played the budokan but there's even a, a band called tease that released a, an album live in Japan, which I, I'm a big fan of. And I think a lot of fans uh, who are KISS fans would probably like that. Um, you know, they weren't some huge band, but they just happened to do well in Japan. Is it the, what was the big joke? Well, we're big in Japan. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of the same thing with the Runaways, too. I mean, they, they were treated like, you know, conquering heroes when here, you know, opening band never really hit the super big time um so alan the, the runaways the runaways came right after kiss i think a month later 
that that period is is um, Aerosmith plays in February, Kiss plays in April, the Runaways are in May. Nineteen seventy seven was a was a, was a big year. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't that sound like a great book. Sounds like a great book to me. <laughs> now, now, can't you imagine having to deal with multiple bands and approvals as opposed to just one band? Oh dear, I would no, <laughs> no, no, thank you, no, thank you. You know, everybody, it's it's sometimes I get questions, and I and I don't want to address and and be you know, there's a lot of people not knowing what it involves to make a book and how hard it is once you have it in your hands you think it's easy but i i i want to let everyone know and i and maybe i want to address that issue that uh, certain people uh want to see the the insides of the the book and i understand you say well i want to see some page some sample pages to see what it looks like before i buy and i understand and it's perfectly fine but i have asked everyone who bought the book not please show photos of the inside and why because i have spent five months creating that book and i have licensed photos i have paid tens of thousands of dollars to put that book together so i hope people understand that it's not easy to make a book even though some people of course they make make some people make book and they don't pay for for, for licensing, you can, it's a lot easier to make a 250 page book without paying anything, just scanning photos from magazines. But I didn't, I paid, I licensed photos from photographers from all over the world. There's a, a maybe 10, 12, 15 names in there. And if it, it was a negotiation for every one of them. And that's why I asked everyone to please respect the work uh, to, that went into that. And if you want to see photos for free, there's a lot of Facebook groups, there's, there's Google or whatever. But once you have a photo in print, you have to pay for it. And I paid for, for, for the photos. Also, um, where was I going with this? Um, I forgot what I was going to say. But Didn't you have an issue with someone who's been sharing a bunch? That it was a that was really uh, yes. So once the book is out, one of the photographers said, "Please, as my credit, I want my credit line to be like this." And the credit line is his website. So I, I knew that people would look at the website, and someone did, and someone posted the the link to the website. Um, there's not it's 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 okay now. I mean, it's it's over. Once you have one link, everybody getting it. And and, and I I just had, had wished that they had waited a little bit more for everyone who ordered and are waiting for book to get the surprise of the photos when you open it. That's it. I'm not and I'm not the internet police and I'm not a dictator or anything like that. I just would have liked that if you bought the book. You're going to get the surprise when you open the book and when you see that photo jump at you. Fantastic you can, photos. Instead yeah, of clicking and seeing it on your phone. Yeah, because you almost can't avoid it in a way. So, I mean, I think that's a great way to want to do it. You want to give it to the fans to have that surprise like the first time you open a record. And it's hard for you to, to maintain that nowadays because of the internet. 
Yes, and, and, and that's also one of the reasons you, you have to produce and create stuff quickly because things are going to be found and, and uh, discovered and you want to have an exclusivity of some kind. And my, my point was, I, for, you, you, you flip through the page and you see five or six, seven, eight photos and oh, that's cool. That cost me a thousand dollars to get those five or six, seven photos printed. I just would have liked, and I and I know it's you know I was it was just as a courtesy for for me and for the for the people who bought the book. Please wait a little to 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 show those photos and not to ruin the surprise. It was I had nothing nothing to do with with exclusivity or copyright. It was just a, a, a matter of you know. Um, kindness towards towards one another that's what I, I i had i had asked some people to to not not divulge the the, the content well you know yeah. alan you know we we say this all the time about ace and every band it's like you know if you want your favorite band your favorite artist to continue to make music you've got to support them and supporting them means buying something i mean you they no no artist is going to continue to put their blood, sweat, tears, and money into creating works only to have it all stolen and get no money from it. At some point, they go, screw this. I'm just not going to waste my time on it anymore. You're an artist. I mean, you created a work, you know, a book is considered a work of art. I mean, you deserve the respect from people who want you to do another book and to 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 give that respect by purchasing it. Don't, I mean, these photos that you found, if you wouldn't have put your own time and money into it, would they be out there anywhere at this point? Probably not. Nobody else would, no, have, no, nobody else would have found no, them. Ab exactly. And thank you for pointing that out because that photographer only had one photo in a, in a, in a database. And I reached out to him and I said, I'm making a kid's book. I would like to license photos. Do you have more? And he said, let me check. I, sh I should probably have more. Because he had only one photo on his website at that time. And he, we, we were in contact. And he, we, he found the slides and the, 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 the transparencies and the negatives. And he created them. And he cleaned that up for me to select and to choose for the book. And then he put them all on his website maybe a month ago. And I, and I, I begged him, I said, please watermark those photos because when, once people get a hold of them, they're going to be all over. He, they'll he, be, he, he they'll be everywhere. Yeah. He decided, he decided not to. So, but I, that's an excellent point actually. And I forgot about that. He only had one photo on a database and he went and found the film that he had for me for this book. And, um, once he had them scanned and, and, and uh, on digital file, he uploaded them on his, uh, on his website. And I t he, he told me where they were. So I told him, you know, based on, on, uh, on uh, the, the information we have, well, this, was, this show was in December 74. This one was September 74. So he, he, his kiss page uh, photos, I don't want to take credit, but yes, it was thanks to, yeah. to me reaching out and, I'm, and, I'm, and working I mean, with him. That, that, that's something people got to think about. It's like, 
oh, great, look at all of Alan's photos are out here. But you know what? Alan found those photos. They wouldn't be out here if it wasn't for the work, the time, and the money you put into this. And as, a, as somebody who creates something, you deserve to be paid for that creation. And the only way you're going to sit here and go, you know what, it's worth it for me to do another book is if you think you're going to be able to sell more books. If you can't sell any books because you think everything's going to get stolen, truth is, why would you do it? Yes, the, the, there is the, the, the financial element for sure. I mean, the, the book is, as, is a limited edition, so there aren't, I, I, I cannot, you know, print uh, 20, 30, 40,000. One of, one of the conditions that, that we were talking about, about Kiss was like, it's a limited edition, right? And I said, yes, right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to compete against the end of the road tour book or against a large scale uh, Amazon 50% off printing 50,000 copies. It, it, it is limited edition. Despite that, I've always tried to make a very low price point. And yeah, there are other uh, photos. The Brazil photos, 83 came from a newspaper through the connection of a, of a, of a fan, a, a friend in Brazil who put me in contact. The photos from Belgium, 76, I also... Doug, I begged the, the photographer to look through his archives of negatives to find those photos. They were not available. So yes, there's a lot of work and effort and money put into creating a kids book. And um, so, yeah, I hope people realize that and enjoy that. And see, there is honest, there is some ignorance and I'm sorry to say sometimes stupid comments that you will see say what? $40 for a book, it's just paper. It's like, dude, you don't understand the, the amount of work and time to put this paper together. You're not paying for the paper. You're paying for all the work and the licensing fees. Bob Gruen doesn't work for free. He wants money for his photos. And he's going to want money for the next photos. And then all of them, all the, all the photographers, uh, expect it's their way of living. So they, they want a compensation and you have to pay for that to create a book. Yeah. Well, Alan, um, before we wrap up, where can people go to buy this book and support you? So you do another book. I cannot make promises that I will make another book. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want this book, I put a, a, a website, it's kiss on tour in one word, kiss on tour 74-83.com. Kiss on tour 74-83.com. Um, I'm I have about I've less than 200 copies left at this stage. So it's going, it's hopefully it will it will be sold out, I'm guessing by the end of October, hopefully, if you uh, if you if you want it, act quickly. Um, and it is not a ploy. I really have less than two hundred copies, and I can absolutely not make another print. If you look at the back page of the, the credits, there are just too many people, and they've been they've put some conditions. There's no way I'm making a second printing or a second edition of this book. So if you want it, if you've been uh, Intrigued by uh, Kiss on Tour, please go to kissontour74-83.com to purchase a copy. Awesome. I mean, really, you quick, know. really, really quick, Alan, either buy it now or I'm sure you've seen the, the your older books and what they fetch on eBay. 
Yes, I've, I've actually a, a friend from Germany sent me a link. Um, someone is selling one for a hundred euros already. Um, that's, that's what I mean. So, guys, that's if not you the want point. This thing, yeah, I, I'm not now. trying to make collectibles and, and make expensive uh, items. I, I want as many people to enjoy as possible. And the, 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 the price is 39, well, it's 4,300 Japanese yen. And everybody's like, how much is that in US dollars? That's about $39 plus shipping it's shipping from japan shipping is what it is today prices have gone up i'm using a mailer which is incredible as, like i said again it's one inch uh for each corner to protect the book it's it's kind of heavy also it's cardboard it doesn't grow on trees i have to pay to get one so all these factors in to in in the price and in shipping there there is some uh there will be some delay in shipping uh I was, I had some, I was a little sick last week. Um, we had the national holiday on Monday. We're having a national holiday this Thursday. So things are going to be a little slow, but I'm on it. You going to get, you ordered your book. You're going to get your book. When I am sold out or close to sold out, I will turn off the website so as to not oversell. So please uh, purchase in confidence if you would like a copy. Thank you. I mean, I, I, can, I can attest, I purchased my own copy. It was all in the book and shipping came to roughly about 60 bucks US, which was more than fair for a photo book being shipped from Japan. The packaging was perfection. Top notch. Top notch. The time to get it out. I mean, I wasn't waiting months for it to ship. So, you know, we always say this on the show. If we like something, we tell you. And this is a great book. I put my own money in it. It was well worth it. Um, you know, Thank you. If, we, if we don't like books, as we've proven in the past, we will say so. Um, but and if got, you don't like non-books, you say so too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But, you know, I, I can say with confidence, this is a great book. I mean, you've, Alan, you've kind of proven yourself through your track record here. I mean, you've got multiple books. They've all been incredible. So you, 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 you've gotten Thank to that point much. where I sort of feel like if Alan says he's doing a book, you could almost buy it sight unseen because you know it's going to be great because he's proven himself on multiple books. I would like to share a scoop with you. Um, there's going to be a fantastic book coming out in 2023. That's all I'm going to say. By you? I will be involved with it, yes. Ah, okay. I assume a KISS book when you mean a fantastic book. Will it be a KISS book? Yes, of course. Okay. Keep us okay. updated when you can tell us more. Yeah. And, and, and will you start taking pre-orders today? <laughs> will, will, you, will it be shipped by Christmas uh, <laughs> of 2025 <laughs> this is not where it's not going where I thought this was going uh, <laughs> oh Alan you know we, we have all of us including you we have so much fun with that other book sadly it's not it, it, we, we, we really should be saying that it's not a book really no you're I, right it's I'm, not I'm a taking, book because it doesn't taking, exist it's um i've i i don't know how much time more much more time we have left to discuss that but i i have 
I was very interested and, and followed that, uh, that saga. I'm just going to be neutral for the time being from the beginning. And uh, yeah, it, I just, I feel so bad for, for everyone who, uh, who put money or, or sent stuff and um, didn't get what uh, they were hoping to get because it, it was, uh, every Kiss fan wanted that. And that's how. I know I did. Yep. Yeah, of course. Of course. It, we all it wanted was... it. It sounded like an incredible book was going to be made. Yep. Um, yeah. The, you know, you're, you're, there's, there really isn't anything more to say about it. It is what it is. We an, all, we did get an incredible book. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, thank yes. you. Yes. You know, it, you. Th this, this is well worth the investment. Um, it's beautiful quality, you know, it's glossy pages. Um, you did an incredible job with it. Once again. Thank you very much. A home run with your book. Uh, I've, I've been getting fantastic feedback from, from, from a lot of people who, who are receiving them one, one, one by one. And everybody said how much they love it and diehard Kiss fans, collectors. And that, that's really the, uh, the ultimate compliment. You have when you have longtime diehard Kiss fans who tell me I've never seen this so many photos before, and you did a fantastic job. This is the this is the ultimate compliment. So thank you everyone for uh, for your support. And it, and it's heartfelt too. I mean, I, I know we're buddies and everything, but Jesus Christ, man, when I went through that for the first time, I couldn't wait to start over again. I'm like, it, it really, you know, for a Kiss geek like me, it, it was it's Nirvana going through that. You know, I'm like, oh my, every page was like, oh my God, oh my God. And again, you know, the reviews, the, you know, all that extra stuff and the timing, it, and it's so well displayed it, everything's easy to look at and fun I, like i said this thing was the really the ultimate kiss book and it just i don't know so many wow. great ways. it's funny it's funny because i felt the way that the the clerk did because going through these things wow. it was mm -hmm. really like rediscovering the the cream special for the first time you, you remember the guys everybody out there you especially older fans remember the first time you picked up that cream special the one from 77 yep and you like just couldn't put it down that's what this is like in 2021 i mean just the flood of memories that come back and like oh my god that picture that was from that photo session, but it's a picture I hadn't seen before or, you know, from that tour. Guys, I'm telling you. And like you said, you know what? The proof's in the pudding. It's only been on sale for a short time and there's only a couple hundred left. And there's a reason for that. The word's spreading like wildfire and we're happy to spread it even further. So like I said, and guys, just as a KISS collector, and that's why I brought it up earlier in the conversation. All of Alan's books are collector's items now. I mean, he's probably he's too good a person to say that, but that's exactly what they are. Mm -hmm. People who collect Kiss collect his books. And like Alan just said, too, you go on, on, on eBay, every one of his books is there for sale for double or triple what it originally cost. Guys, you're going to want to get this book at whatever, you know, like Mike said, with shipping. If you're in the States, you know, just under 60 bucks. You know, well, and, and didn't you say something too with one of your posts that with the shipping it's the same whether it's one or two books or darn close? So get buy one with a friend. Yes, yes, please. If you if you want to save on shipping, uh, up to three books, you it, you're paying almost the same for for three books shipped or one book shipped. 
I think the exact amount is, uh, it's like, it's $25 for one book and it's 26 or 27 for three. So if you split with someone, you, you, you can save up to 10, 15, $12 per, per book on, on the shipping. So consider that I would, I would recommend it. Yes. Alan, awesome. Always pleasure having you on the show. Um, we can't wait to have you come on to talk about your next book. Wink, wink, Thank you. nudge, nudge. It's, so, it's always a pleasure to be invited. Or if you ever want to get up at 6.30 in the morning and just go, what are these guys doing? And you just give us a call. We need another guest. So you're always welcome here, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Goes without saying, it's always a pleasure having Alan on. You know, he's proven himself as as an author i mean yep. we 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 mentioned this off air but i'll say it you know in my mind there's two kiss authors that when you hear their name associated to a new book coming out you can pretty much buy it sight unseen and that's julian and that's alan at this point i mean alan's proven himself yep. book after book after book and julian to deliver it out, yeah julian puts out phenomenal books Oh, and, and you got to hold on. You, you got to throw in Ken Sharp too. Oh, Ken Sharp, yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I it, it, there's a lot of great writers, definitely. I'm just saying Julian and 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 Alan because they They're just have multiple and multiple and multiple self-published, self-published, self-published books. But there's nothing taken away from Ken Sharp and and his contributions at all. Well, I tell you what, you know what? Um, just uh all three of those guys all have, you know, such fine pedigrees and delivering for us, the Kiss Army. And I, and I, I don't want to understate that. And I don't think I can overstate it. Like Michael said, when you see, when Alan says, and, you know, like he said, this is at the end, right? When we're doing the end part. Yeah. yeah. Alan said he's got another surprise for us in another couple of years. Start saving up now. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I, I trust him. I trust him. It may not be his book. He just may be part of it. But if he's part of it, I trust him. Mm -hmm. that's, all, that's all I need to know. Yep, I agree. So, I mean, again, go out. There's only 200 copies as of this recording left of Kiss on Tour 1974 to 1983. Get it. You will love it. I promise you, you will love it. This is a great book. It's well-organized, incredible photos. You, you will read all of the background material a couple times. You're going to go through and look at all the photos, and you're going to go back again and start reading the little quote here and that little review there. And, and guys, that's the reason I collect this kind of stuff because there's no revisionist history. Alan's taking the then current newspaper reviews from that city and reprinting part of, you know, so you could, what the reviewer actually felt, what it was like in the arena. It wasn't the legendary, like everything now is the legendary kiss shows that no, no, back they then. They weren't legendary. Fuck no, they're just another fucking hard rock band, you know, trying to make a living. Yep. And, and again, there's, there's real, that's another thing about this book. And I didn't mention, but there's no bullshit about it. Everything in here from the way the pictures are placed to the reviews he used to the ads he used. It's so spot on. It's so enjoyable. It's so user-friendly. And again, you know, 
reading the reviews, the album reviews, the concert reviews, it's just so much fun. I mean, again, I said on, on the on part of the episode, remember when we used to get those magazine specials back in the 70s? How excited, literally, you're a kid and you run over and throw it in the, in the grocery basket. Your mom went, let me have the, can I get this new Kiss magazine? And you know what I mean? Here we are, you know, 40 years later and you still get that same feeling. You know, like we've always said on the show, when we go to the shows, it's like being 12 years old again. Well, you want to have that feeling? It's a pretty special feeling. I highly uh, suggest uh, having that feeling as often as possible. And if you order this book or, or if you've already got it, I know you feel like I do because I've talked to a bunch of my friends, um, you know, who who got it. And uh, I haven't heard any even remotely, not even one negative thing, because there's really not it's really that good. So, um, you know, I, I'm just happy that we've got somebody like Alan who, you know, I, I don't know if we talked about this on a show or off the air, but you know, it's it, 2021, you might sit here and go, well, everything that's been released, anything that's available has been released photos, audio, video, whatever. And yet, you know, somebody like Alan puts this book together and finds a photographer who's got one kiss photo on his website. And the guy digs into his slide archives and finds all sorts of new stuff. Never been seen. The photographer didn't even know he had this stuff. That's what's so cool is that even now something cool is still being discovered. And it takes people like Alan to put the work into it to go find this. Yep. And he should and he should be able to not only give you that thrill by surprising you when you open the book, but he deserves to earn some money for all of his work. And I, I don't understand sometimes how that just seems to pass people by. They're just used to being able to go to a Facebook group or a website and get all the photos they want for free. That's great. But there's no context in that. This book puts it into a context and, and adds more material and information about it. And it, it brings you to that moment, which, you know, I don't, I don't know about you, Mark, but when I got the book, the first thing I jumped to was the Creatures era, because that was the era that really resonated with me. So it's like, all right, I want to go right to that era and I want to see I want to relive that moment. And then it's like, okay, well, let me check the elder because that's such a crazy misunderstood era. What does he have for the elder? You know, that's, what's great about these books. It's not just going to some internet archive of here's 10,000 photos. And it's just like, Oh, they're all mixed up and there's no meaning to them and crappy scans. And some of them are bad color. I mean, Alan put work into this. Yep. And if All right. didn't put the work in it, wouldn't exist. It wouldn't exist. These photos would never be found. Um, all right. So go, go support Alan. You want a great book. You're going to love this. And it's pretty much guaranteed it's going to sell out. All of his other ones have. And like I said, this is, this is really like if you – and this, you know, people come to me all the time because I know I'm a big Kiss collector and stuff, but I'm like – this is the kind of thing you can get for relatively inexpensive right now. And you're going to keep it the rest of your life. I mean, it's, it's well put together. The binding's fantastic. Great heavy stock paper, super glossy color. 
this again and also too it doesn't take up a ton of room you know what i mean it's funny because i'm looking down at my huge box of tour books i'm like there's got to be a better way (laughs) but uh, so so yeah please please support alan he he, you know again we we we're nothing but honest when we give our reviews and the reviews are you're gonna love it we love it it's a great book no disappointments here amen um all right next week next week next week we're going to be digging into the destroyer box set that should be a cool conversation um is a destroyer box set coming out Ooh, you wait and see (laughs) mr uh i've already given gene my 200 bucks i couldn't give 200 dollars faster 200 what are you an amateur 200 I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't i didn't i didn't want the vinyl i know i'm not i'm not i'm not one of those fans who's got to have every iteration of it it's like all right just give me the main one with all the cds because it's the music and it's the memories um yeah i can't wait i can't wait for the conversation next week and i can't wait to get that box set mm-hmm. i mean I, honestly i'm sure you're the same way mark when that news dropped I hadn't been that excited about something kiss in a long time. Well, as you know, that was one of the, you know, beginning of this year when I was telling people about yep. things, that was one of them. And guys, this is another thing I want people to know. Alan's book. I participated in. There's some of my stuff in there. I still bought it. The, the destroyer box set. You're going to find a bunch of my stuff in there. I still bought it guys. That, I support this stuff because it means a lot to me. And the fact that I get asked to help is just a bonus, but it really means a lot to me. And I, and, and the only way to support something like that is spend the money. Vote with the wallet. Yep. Yeah. Well, you just said, Michael, I vote with my wallet. Yep. And, and when, you know, someone like Alan or someone, um, you know, from the kiss organization, want something yeah man if i can help out i'm gonna help out i'm gonna do the send you the best i can send you because i want this thing to be the best it can be and you know again that's also a certain pride for me as a kiss fan to know there's a little bit of, of you know what of i have well, in, careful what you book. say there. i was just to say careful how you phrase this <laughs> yeah. so you know a, a little a little bit of my kiss geekdom in both things so i'm pretty excited <laughs> So, oh boy. so when you when you open up the the book in the destroyer box at the page that's got some white background on it, that's it's Mark's great. contribution. And if you can't quite get the two pages open, you now you know why. You know, my kids watch this. Okay, Can oh we, uh... please, it's too late for that one. Watch this. this that that ship sailed years ago. Oh, that's yeah. true. Um, that's all true. right, so. Thank you for tuning in this week. If you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. We've got a great interview next week. And uh, that's it. We'll see everybody later. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.